0: It's Yolkali. What's, what's up? Hey, y'all. What's up? You're about to listen to facts, stories, interviews, gossip, live music, booty bumping and beats, and much more fascinating things that will be so stunning, there's a possibility that your mind will blow. This show will start five, four, three, two,
1: one. Hi guys, you guys are listening to WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 lumpen Radio. This is What's Up, and today we are broadcasting live from Studio B in Bridgeport. My name is Melissa.
2: And I'm nine. And in today's edition, we are having a conversation with a very special guest. Um, they are coming all the way from New York to perform in the annual festival Villa Villapalooza 2019. And they are Ratas and Encelo. Welcome, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Ratas Encelo are a immigrant Latina accordion punk band. Can you all introduce yourselves and tell us what instruments you play?
3: Rata
4: accordionista. My name is Iromi.
3: I am Natalie. I play bass in Ratas. Hi, my name is Jadi, and I do the vocals.
5: Hi, my name is Maria, and I'm the drummer.
2: Cool. Awesome. Thank you for being here. How's your morning going so far?
5: Awesome. We just had a great breakfast at a Mexican place by
0: the house. Oh,
2: that's awesome. That's good. The Mexican um, food in Chicago, I think, is really good. It's awesome.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, can we talk about the band a little bit? How do you all identify your music? Uh,
5: to me, it's punk. Accordion punk with uh, Estrogen Madness, bunch of Pelos. <laughs> and it's just kind of like a unique thing, but it definitely for
2: us is punk,
5: you know, punk rock.
2: Cool. Well, can you all say the same? Or?
4: Yeah, I think I s- we stay on the punk spectrum. We definitely just add the accordion as a personal instrument that we play. We never planned it that way, but we just
1: kept it and it worked. And like what message does like, Rato Sensei say give? To me, it's
5: like uh, we encourage people to empower yourself with the problems you see in the world. It's not about you know just protest and feel bad about it and the world you know it's, it's just horrible place and look at everything that's happening it's more like yeah this is happening but we have so much power we can do so much so it's to me empower the people empower ourselves
2: that's awesome i think that like music is a very smooth transition to really communicate a message and empower that and i really feel like that energy through your music like when i listened to it i was thinking like these are some really like heavy topics in a way but like they're also fun and I can like move a little bit and not feel like oh my god I'm feeling so anxious you know (laughs) so I think that's really awesome um how did you how did the band form
6: 2014 in May Hiromi the accordionist and me the drummer we were at a party we were just talking and um like I said I play the drums a little bit and she said oh I play accordion a little bit and then we just said okay we should like jam and the cool thing was that we actually did it, like a lot of people say, "Oh yeah, we should get together and like jam or something, and then never it never happens. But I think like two weeks or a week after that conversation, like we actually met at a studio in Queens in New York, and um yeah, we started like just playing playing around i like the only thing I could play was like Ramon's kind of drums, and she was like jamming over those beats and then I guess like a month after that first practice, Yadi the singer joined us. So she started like improvising over like the two or three songs that we kind of had put together.
2: That's awesome. So through that conversation, was that like the point where you um, met, you and Hiromi? No, we had met, I guess a year
6: before that, but that that party, I guess we, we started like hanging out more. We we all like know each other from like the Latino immigrant punk scene in New York. It's a I would say a male dominated scene. So when we started when we started jamming, we said okay, we, we have we're three girls, three females. We should find bassists. We didn't really want to get you know do guitar. So we wanted a female bassist, and that took us <laughs> a while to find. Kate joined us. We we had to beg her a little bit <laughs> to be in the band, but it was so awesome that you know we could keep it all girls. That made a, a big difference.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh, and and that we were all friends. That they, our only condition is what, it was that somebody that we will need to be comfortable gossiping with, laughing with, being ourself we didn't want to be, be with somebody that was uh, too into the music and not really into the whole concept or idea that we have that we were just like friends doing or girly thing every week and it, it was like our excuse to gossip to complain to stress to yeah to just to have that excuse to meet every
6: week and also like we we felt confident like with each other like I can barely play the drums, and you can barely play the accordion. But we still like we're still doing it. You know, like we always thought that if we had like a guy <laughs> in the room saying, "Oh, you should play it like this," which it it's happened, it still happens. You should play it like this. You should you should play it like that. Or like people telling us, like you should have a guitar. But with us, because we were like so new to our instruments. And like he told me said like we, we basically we wanted to have fun and just like see what happens. We como se dice como we, we were confident. We gave yeah. each other confidence I guess. Yeah, just comfortable. We were comfortable. Comfortable too, yeah.
2: Yeah. That's awesome. What about you, Natalie? What was your arrival in the band like?
3: Uh well I ended up joining about a year ago. Yeah, I think a year ago. They were they had a tour to uh, California last year and their well I guess Kate was the last. Bass player. She moved away to Elena. oh Elena, yeah. And um, I used to go support their shows, and I remember like one of the last times I saw like Yadi like jumped on top, and you were so excited I was there. I was like, <laughs> what? And then like a few days later, she invited me to go play to come to practice and try out bass because they didn't have a a bass player to go to California with at the time. So yeah, I went to a couple rehearsals and practiced a lot and. Yeah, because it felt like so natural and comfortable with them and like really enjoyed the time practicing and felt like I, I would never have the confidence to go and play <laughs> with the band like first shows <laughs> in California. But yeah, we did it and then we came back and um, yeah, we kept going to practice and ended up joining and playing shows in New York, too. So now, yeah, yeah, we're
2: done. <laughs> that's awesome.
1: So, I have a question. Why, out of all animals, did you guys pick ratas?
5: Uh, Well, at the beginning, you know, because I always joke around with them, I used to call us gatas, gatas en Celo, just to play around and they would laugh. So, you know... And then one day, Iromi was at a show with a friend of ours, and he was confused, and he didn't remember that it was Gatas, and he said, oh, you are the ratas. And, so, and Iromi texted, oh, this sounds better, ratas. and say, oh, So I guess it's more punky, it's more fun, and it's to me it's cute too as well. <laughs> so it, we never really thought about a name, we just kind of like went with the joke and just kept... <laughs> it, it's also a kind of gross animal,
4: and the fact that it's in heat, which is like the animals I basically... Uh, bleeding at the time most uh, mammals and four legs they bleed it whenever they have whenever they're in heat, so it's just gross. It's <laughs> also part of it. It's having a, your period too. Sometimes dogs dogs too they bleed the, when they're in heat, so we just it's It's yeah, Something considered awesome. gross. It
6: was it was also kind of a joke on like oops, a joke on like punk band names how they like they're kind of like uh, gross or aggressive or. But it's a joke, like yeah, like like, rude, but joke (laughs) rude, but we're not like we wear like rat ears and we we make like rat sounds, like we're we're cute.
2: (laughs) That's awesome. I think that like you all hold that name very like well because you know it's female you know and who bleeds females bleed you know like (laughs) we do everything while we're still bleeding but anyways yeah that's super awesome yeah i was thinking like they're also um rats are everywhere you know you find them anywhere in the country at least that i know of and like i feel like again not to like get all like you know specific but like your music does touch on things that like topics that are important everywhere you know so they're like not missed just like rats are not really missed anywhere you go you know <laughs> yeah. so that, that's pretty interesting
1: That was pretty simple i thought it was because of new york and how there's a lot of rat there <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah it's always so, that's, mm-hmm. it.
2: that's awesome so prior to the band what was your experience with music and instruments like growing up through you know out your life and stuff like that to me, zero.
5: <laughs> but I always, I'm a, I always, I'm a writer, so I write a lot, and I guess that helped me a lot because I'm the vocalist, actually. So I guess improvising music with them, it was easier because I had written so many things in my life that I guess it kind of like helped my brain a little, but I was definitely not a singer. I had zero training on music or instruments or singing, so. But I was, I consider myself a good improvising in the moment.
0: Cool. Yeah.
6: I I guess I had been playing drums for, uh, like, a couple of years before I I started, like, jamming with Hiromi, just, like, getting together with, with friends, with male friends, like, at a studio and drinking and hanging out, and they would all, like, play instruments and, like, switch instruments, they all knew, uh, like, a few instruments, and I said, oh, I want to learn drums, so I learned, like, little by little, I you know very basic stuff but that was it like i had never played in a band before
3: i played piano as a kid like took piano lessons but really wasn't into it until getting into like the beatles and like classic rock music and then moving to new york i joined like i forget how i met like in um in a cumbia punk band over there playing keyboard and then i don't know i wanted to learn bass and i played in the subways with like another friend who like taught me had like some ba- cumbia bass lines and stuff. And then, yeah, that's how I met ratas in those um, shows and um, wanted to keep playing bass. <laughs> yeah, I,
4: me, I actually wanted to play accordion because I really liked cumbia. And then I got an accordion and I started learning cumbia songs, just like popular cumbia. But I didn't like playing cumbias. I didn't like it. I was very frustrated. I felt like I, I prefer being dancing or just partying with this music. I don't really want to be playing it. But then when the opportunity came and to do a band, there was the option of should I learn guitar? Should I just try to sound more punky? And it was like, but this is the only thing that I know how to play, so why would I try to fit the music? Fit to the music? I'll just fit the music to me. So I just we just kept, we kept it like that. It was never very uh, we never really planned it. Like, oh, we're gonna do cumbia or, or we're gonna do
6: Accordion, yeah. no, like, it's just
4: that this is what the only thing I knew how to play.
6: Yeah, like we never said like, oh, let's let's make it different. Let's let's like use the accordion just like to be different and not use a guitar to be different. Like, basically, Hiromi knew how to play the accordion, and we said we all agreed that if we added a guitar, that would make the accordion like just a common, like a sec yeah, like a secondary instrument. And like, why would we do that? Like, that would make it, I don't know, I don't know. The accordion, just as the lead instrument, just sounded good. So we didn't see the need to add a guitar. Although a lot of people told us in the beginning, oh, where's the guitarist? When are you gonna find a guitarist? And even now, they, they still ask. And like, oh, if, if it's punk, it should you should have a guitar. Like, okay, but no. Or, oh,
4: whenever you need a
2: guitar, I can play yeah. all the time, Let constantly. <laughs> You're I like, we're you not know. hiring. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's awesome. And speaking more about music, like, what musicians did you guys grow up on or what um, music has inspired you, like, as a kid, teenager?
1: Or, like, right now, too? Well, I
5: think uh, growing up, I used to, like, Pipera it's a Spanier band a lot. And bands like non Serbian, maybe a little bit of Rancid, too. Punk from Spain, I don't, you know. I guess my sister, she's my older sister, she's an year old. She was also my influencer. And I felt like, right, like it was meant for me, you know, punk music. And, well, that was growing up, I think. That's one of my biggest influences, Vipera. I love Vipera. it also, I liked very much. Yeah, but you also
6: much. like, like yeah.
5: cumbia and stuff like that. Yeah, cumbia and stuff like that. Uh, later on it was more like, you know, we started dancing and things like that. But yeah, s- growing up, like met the first music that we got into like with heart and passion was punk. Mm-hmm. And it was mainly bands from Spain. I think like Jadis said for us it was the
4: same. Spain nineties for because I think the language bands in English didn't really I was it sounds good, but I don't really know what they're saying. So bands in Spain was the really was the ones that were shaping us. Then we love cumbia, we love salsa, we love reggae, we love dancing music, but I don't want to play that. I want to dance to that, or want to party to that, but not play it as, like, a form of expression.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the punk music, I, I don't know, I entered the scene in New York, but, like, and would go to all the shows, but never, like, as a kid, it was always, like, the Beatles, I like, was obsessed with the Beatles, and, yeah, like, Led Zeppelin, and, like, 70s British rock, I guess. And, um... But yeah, and then reggae a lot, once moving to New York too. And the punk and reggae scene kind of crossed over a little bit, and also like the cumbia, like at all the punk parties, they would start playing cumbia too. So. And so that's how I got into that. I like, just living in New York. And um, yeah, now I really have kind of changed to listening more to, yeah, that kind of, more of the reggae music. <laughs> I have a
1: question, like who's your favorite video?
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah, John. John, I have to say. <laughs>
6: <laughs> mm-hmm. and you? Oh, you? so influences. The Ramones are my favorite band ever. They're from Queens. i I live in Queens. I migrated, you know, from Peru, and Queens is like a, such a diverse place culturally. And the Ramones are like not diverse, but <laughs> like they're you know white men from from kind of the suburbs i don't know i don't know why i like when i moved to new york i i guess i learned english a lot through the ramones it was kind of easy to to follow along with the lyrics it's kind of simple but it's also like really energetic and kind of emotional at times so when i started like playing drums that's all i could play and that's all i wanted to play and that that's all i can still play the ramones and yeah like same thing Like growing up i would You know, at home, like, salsa, there's a lot of salsa. And some cumbia, uh, 70s rock, too, like, with my dad, like, 90s rock, grunge. (laughs) And, but, like, I guess moving to New York, I listened more to, like, uh, the local stuff.
2: And so where are you all from, and how long have you been in New York?
6: I am
4: from El Salvador, I came here when I was 17. I probably lived in the States for 11, 12 years. But in New York City, like stable, like in there, maybe
3: seven years. Um. I'm from um, central New Jersey. Yeah. yeah. Super <laughs> rural, nothing, <laughs> nothing going on there. And I moved to New York 2011, so oh. almost.
5: Oh, I am from Salvador and I came here when I was 16 and the first day we came was New York. I moved to Brooklyn, then I moved back. I still live in New York, but I live in Long Island.
6: Uh, I'm Peruvian. I moved to New York, uh, 2000, no, yeah. Right before 9-11 uh, when I was 13.
2: So talking about New York, can you guys talk to us about the punk movement in New York and the scene of your Um, experiences?
6: There are, I would say, like different scenes. I guess that's everywhere, right? But like there are different scenes. You know, our group was like the Latino immigrant punks, Uh, mostly Mexican. I would say some Colombian, some Peruvian. So in that scene, like I said, it's it's mostly male-dominated. Uh, most of the bands, I mean, now now it's it's kind of changed a little bit. Well, I, I haven't, I'm not an expert, but I haven't been around for that long, I guess, like, five or six years. Now there are a couple more bands, like, female-fronted, what they call female-fronted bands. Then there's, you know, there's, like, the hardcore scene, the New York hardcore, like... All different kinds of like smaller groups uh, it's very divided, i guess like it's a lot of diversity, yeah, it's very diverse yeah yeah,
3: and um a lot of the venues too are closed oh, now that dying, are closed. yeah yeah so I mean there are d i y spaces but
6: it's like you have to know someone to get there, yeah, there used to be a lot of bars that uh, venues that have been closing. Because of the rent, you know, there was ABC No Rio, which is also a DIY space. And I guess they are under constru- reconstruction or something. And they haven't been open for a couple years there. Yeah, like even DIY spaces, like they just open, like pop up and then they close. They shut mm-hmm. them down somehow.
2: You think it's been like that for like a while throughout like the years that they open up, close up? I feel like that happens here in Chicago, too.
5: Yeah, I think so. Part of it is gentrification. rent goes up. They can't afford to keep it open. And there's not a lot of support from the, you know, communities also. So they have to close. And we have very few places open right now. But we're glad we still have those places that at least are uh, holding punk shows or alternative, you know, other type of music that other than mainstream music.
2: Yeah, I feel like Little Village is going through like a very similar stage of that Um, where a lot of underground spaces, I guess, were not being very active and also a lot of gentrification coming into the community. But um, it's interesting that you said also that the community doesn't really react to voice some of those things. Mm-hmm. I feel like in contrary, a lot of the young people in Little Village are trying to like speak up on that. So I think that's very interesting and it does impact and try to change the outcome of how things are moving. So Jurassic Park 2016, how was that?
5: It was super fun. We loved that show. We actually, it's one of the memories that we had. Yeah, that show in Chicago, that's awesome. So yeah, we actually would love to play that again.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Is it
6: still
5: open? Still,
2: yeah. uh, no! I think not no. at the moment, what? actually. Yeah. It's been like that, I think, for the past year. Oh. Um, wow. Yeah. How did you guys like the space inside? It, it, was,
6: was, it, was, it was nice. I mean, we kind of had kind of had a space like that in New York. But now with all the, like, sculptures the and The little dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, the dinosaurs. <laughs> and, no, it was fun. It was really fun playing there. It was spacious.
5: Uh, it was just... It f- you felt like you were somewhere else. And it was just, like, such a nice place to be, such a nice place to hold a, a you know, a punk show or yeah. any other show. So we, at least, we're glad that we had the opportunity to play there before, you know, hopefully it doesn't close, but...
2: Yeah. So for those um, of you listening, Jurassic Park is a... Uh, DIY space, um, a backyard space in Little Village. So that's what we're talking about right now. Um, how did you guys make that connection to Chicago at that time? My my ex
6: boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Yep, he's from Chicago. Uh, he was in a band called Purple Preachers from. I guess Chicago. I don't. <laughs> I don't know what exactly where. So we played Minneapolis that same year. No, mm-hmm. two thousand. A Few months after we went. To Chicago. Yeah, really? we played Minneapolis. Like we left New York for the first time in two thousand sixteen. We like met this band from Chicago, Pervert Preachers, and then we uh, we got this show in Chicago at uh, Jurassic Park.
2: Wow, it's been a long time. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So it sounds like you guys have frequent a lot of um, DIY spaces. How do you think that has helped you guys sh- shape as a band and just, like, you know, as individuals?
4: I think that w- that's where we party. That's where we socialize. Like, not just playing, but whenever we go to see a band, we go to pl- places like that. I mean, we are part of the scene, so we always, since mm, we started playing, uh, punk, probably in El Salvador, as, us as sister we've been going to DIY spaces in El Salvador, so it's something that has always been around. I never really um, thought about the way we say it or question it.
6: We had a, a cool space in, in Brooklyn, uh, Silent Barn. It was, uh, it was a big space. It had artist studios, like small artist studios, and also like a like a venue, uh, like a show area, right? Like a stage and a little bar. It was it was cheap and <laughs> yeah, we would go there to see bands and we played there a few times and I obviously it shut down cause gentrification. But yeah, like like you said, now like the places that hold um, shows, I would say are bars or venues and they're not cheap.
2: Yeah, I think they're also like DIY spaces are a lot safer I feel like you kind of are more in touch with, like, who's in there, and you kind of know, like, oh, I seen you at the last show, and, you know, you could identify someone quicker. And also just because I feel like it's more like of an intimate, I know this space type of situation, so. Mm -hmm. I also want to say that in most DIY spaces,
4: there's never a security, and there's rarely a problem. In bars, they have securities, and it's more likely there's problems. For some reason in DIY spaces there's no security, everybody just watch each other's back, but uh, whenever you have a security, there's always a problem and a lot of the times with the security yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. that's awesome. I mean that that's awesome because it's going to touch on a, on a subject in a bit, but um, that's interesting.
1: It's like what do you guys consider like these venues like more interacting with your community or like do you think it spreads something?
5: I think so because a lot of uh, benefit shows that are for like a good cause, you know, they're whole in DIY places. And um, I think there's more freedom and it does help the community because now you have a space for art, you have a space for music, you have a space for, you know, events, any type of uh, artistic event. So yeah, I think we need more of these places.
6: Huh? It, all ages, too. All ages, yeah. They're, yeah, I mean, if it's a, a show is at a bar, it's obviously not all ages, yeah. and that sucks.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it prevents like the young people from being yeah. in tune with the culture, exactly. for sure. Well, we're going to go on a short break, and you're listening to What's Up, Broadcasting Live from Studio B. And our, remember that we are in conversation with Rata Cencelo, hey. a Latina band from New York, and we are What's Up. Are back, and you are listening to WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lump and Radio. What's up? And we are in conversation with Ratas and Cello. Say hello. Hi. What's up? <laughs> so, we were just touching up on a, a lot of good subjects. We talked about DIY scenes, we talked about where you all are, are from, and your music influences, and how the band started. So, touching up on the last part, we were talking about authorities and police security and spaces can you talk to me a little bit about your song policia
5: yeah you know uh i always thought like you know we we know we're not gonna make a song about police like every other band because you know i didn't want to give the energy but i guess sometimes you kind of want to let it out those things that as at least uh, my personal opinion i had since i was like my you know a child like you see all the police brutality, you, especially in our, in our countries too, you grow up with that, you know? And sometimes you just wanna let it out. And I felt like it was necessary. And it, it really empowered us because it tells policias no mas. It's also a way of like, if you educate the children to follow their dreams and their full potential, they wouldn't be, these young people yawning the police because they have a no way out. And I'm saying this for experience, you know, one of my exes, actually. He wanted to be an actor, but if, because it didn't work, he gave up, he got frustrated, and he joined the police. And it happens all the time now, though we have all these people frustrated, angry at their lives, becoming people with power over other people. And that is not right. So I felt like it was a way of, you know, letting it out and empowering people and just, you know being conscious about this problem you know educate the, the youth about it
2: yeah for sure I, I think that's a really important thing you just said because I feel like at least here in Chicago we focus on like oh you know it's a cop this and that but nobody really sits down and thinks like this is a human being that has their own issues their own problems they're in the working you know mode and they're bound to take it out on somebody you yeah. know what I mean I feel like that's been reoccurring in my head a lot lately One night, when I, when I come across situations with cops myself or see somebody on my peers and i'm just like you know you need to take some water and relax you know because yeah. i'm just like you don't have to talk to us like that but yeah and and how you're touching up on like youth like i was just like thinking also about how in the united states here in chicago police is police um,
1: brutality yeah or it's like it just cops like to lash out on you because they feel like they have more power yeah right yeah and there's, there's
2: cops in schools, so that's mm-hmm. really important, and according to Urban Institute, 67% of high school students have a cop in their school, and more than likely, they're in areas with um higher rates of Hispanics and black students. Absolutely. So that's insane. So yeah, I think that, what, what's your intake on, like, police around youth? Um, Anybody else?
6: <laughs> Hopefully, people can teach their children, right? Like... Well, I'm a, a pre-K teacher, so when we teach about community helpers, we have to say, well, fire, fire, firefighters do this, and doctors do that, and then police officers, like, they help the community. Like, and <laughs> I mean, I have to say that because it's part of the curriculum, whatever, but at home, my niece and my nephew, they know, like, the cop, a police officer is not your friend. You know, they're there, like, they, that's their job, whatever, but that's not someone that, It's going to help you, so hopefully people can teach their children that okay, yes, uh, it's part of the community, it's part of society. Like we have police officers, and but if you have an issue, if you have a problem, that they're not the ones to call, they're not the ones to trust. They won't help you. They they will only make things worse. Yeah, like teach young people that.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. I think that um, I don't like the idea myself of cops in school. I feel like it can really ruin um, a youth's future through, like, a minor mistake that, you know, we're learning and we make mistakes. So, yeah, I definitely agree that from, like, some knowledge from home, like, letting your young people know, like, hey, you know, if it comes down to that, do it. But, you know, there's other people you can go to as Mm -hmm. well.
1: I was, like, I would say personally since I'm, like, in school or Mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah, I think it's, like... It makes me nervous. I don't know, walking in the halls, although I know I don't have anything, I don't do anything wrong, just, like, nervousness, like, the feeling that I know someone is better than me or superior yeah. or, like, can do anything, and I can't do anything about it. So, yeah, I, ca- I understand the nervousness and, like. But is it an actual, like, police officer or, yeah, like, a security? An an, no, actual secu- police officer, officer with their badge, and gun, the and everything. Yeah, With a gun?
2: Mm-hmm. Some of them will carry guns. Yeah, and also uh, there's forty five percent of middle school students with cops in their school. But you wanted to touch up on anarchism. Oh
1: yeah, because you guys mentioned anarchism in in your songs. So I was like, oh, do you guys like actually believe in like the whole ideology behind it?
0: Well,
5: I think that you know, especially our ex bass player Kate, uh, she was really into that. But I we I do agree with a lot of the ideas of it, and. Like, it's not, like Luke I'm not against a group of people who will protect the community. Like, as we think cops should be, like, you know, if somebody's breaking your house, you call somebody. I'm not against that. But I am against the fact that they're abusing their power to the point that they can kill somebody. And they will not even get in trouble. Mm-hmm. And most of these people is people of color. So, yes, uh, we do encourage a lot of the anarchist uh, ideas of, like, having, uh, you know, no government, uh, no... High authority in the po- in the a, in a point of view of like they can kill you and it's okay you know I feel like a community can establish itself from the roots you know from the root in schools teaching children and becoming the example that we want to see in the world like yes we talk about oh what's happening in the Amazonas you know these crazy rich people blah 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 but we hope that uh, you know the bigta doesn't end up like a garbage can tonight so we have to start from the root of ourselves And yes, we uh, support a lot of the anarchist ideas,
2: for sure. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Like how you said, start yourself, like, in your song, Cuchi, right? Like, you have to hacer el esfuerzo, you know, hacer tu parte. It's very true. Mm -hmm.
5: Yeah, absolutely. That's the song. I I love that song because it kind of brings a little bit of consciousness. You know, nobody's born racist. Nobody's born, uh, you know, wanted to be a cop, abusing their power, but if we don't take it from the root, that to me is children, is youth. If That is, to me, the future. If we don't shape it from there, the future is going to be like it is right now, all over the place. But again, to me, there's more good people than bad people. It's just that bad people do more disaster.
1: Mm-hmm. I definitely think it's like how society molds us to believe. So yeah, the people who are bad, they probably have more power, and that's how they convince others to do the same. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's I totally agree with that
2: on a brighter note you guys are very creative individuals you know and very outspoken and you know i can tell that music is not your only outlet can you tell me a little bit of what you do like i know um some of you might illustrate dance um can you guys tell me a little bit about other creative outlets that you guys have well i
4: really like dancing and i got into online and looked for ways to market that and monetize it so i jumped uh, now full-time as content creator i focused on alternative and vintage and subculture dances. That's what I portray, uh, document, and promote that dancing.
2: On um, your Instagram, you were teaching a class here in Chicago?
4: Yes, I was teaching three dance workshops in uh, North Soul, a British uh, dance style for soul music, American soul music. Cumbia Timeline, which is a class where I go through all the styles on cumbia in latin america and the why behind it the story behind some of the moves and the last one was boogaloo and latin so we explored the different options that we have uh, for dancing the same music the same era so it was it was fun it was the first time i did in chicago how was the
2: group you were working with
4: Mm, not a lot of people because it was very like i don't really have a lot of audience over here but it was a lot of fun it was so it was very very natural most Way better. People seem here seems more uh, down to earth than sometimes New York. New York people seems more pretentious. They want to be uh, a little bit more perfect in everything they do. And me myself, I fall into that because you're around that you can't get away. When I get out of that, is when I realize, oh, I'm so domesticated to it. But yeah, it was really really nice. I really liked the experience completely. I loved it.
3: That's awesome. I make pizza back in New York. I mm-hmm. Have a, like a little pizza pop up company. So yeah, I rent out a kitchen and, um, but to me it's all related like doing the pizza but plus like the band, the music, and like we try to produce events sometimes too like selling pizza and also having like DJs or or bands or like visual art. Um, Yeah, I love baking and so (laughs) I started my own business and didn't want to, wanted to be my own boss. That's
2: awesome.
3: (laughs) So yeah, for now it's just a pop-up, but um, yeah, hopefully have, like, a store, like, a brick and mortar one day.
2: That's cool. <laughs> nice. Cooking is definitely an art. Like, <laughs> it takes some skill, some patience, you know, timing and everything. That's awesome. That's awesome. Nice. I love pizza. You should try yeah. the one here in Chicago, too, if you haven't yet. <laughs> I know.
3: Like, yeah, you got to give me the... <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk about pizza after.
5: <laughs> well, I do comics. I have a comic page. I always, I always love, like, drawing little silly things. Sometimes they can be very inappropriate for kids, but it's, <laughs> it is funny, you know, and, and I enjoy it. I concentrate mainly on animals. I don't really draw people. I do, like, rats especially, because I think they're it's very fun to draw, and I also do uh, the ratas merch, you know, all the ratas t-shirts. We have, we have more designs than songs. <laughs> we have more t-shirts than songs, <clears throat> so I have a lot of fun doing it, you know, things like the underwears and shorts and, you know, all type of things. Okay. The models over there in the back. Nice. The best. No models, I said. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's my thing, illustration, and I'm getting into animation because I would love to do like the rats talk and move. So yeah.
1: Would that's you possibly make like a music video with the animations?
5: I we always start about that, and I would love to do it. I think animation is really hard, especially because I'm learning on my own YouTube, and I'm not. Very easy learning things, guys. <laughs> so, But I am learning and I know a little more than I used to. So that's my next goal animation.
2: That's awesome. You sound like you got it because everything, it sounds like everything you guys know right now, you guys have taught yourselves and all about yourselves. So you definitely got it. That's, oh, thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> uh,
6: well, I teach pre K. That's very, that's fun, but it's also very artistic. Like we're always using our hands. Building stuff, making stuff with Play-Doh, painting, crayons—like it's—it's like a very colorful job, and it's fun. It's so. you own though. You
0: have mm-hmm. a
6: lot of yes. I paint, but not anymore. I used to paint, <laughs> yeah, and I don't do it anymore.
2: Maybe you guys should collaborate yeah. on a painting or something. That would be awesome.
6: Oh yeah, well, I, every Christmas I give Yadia. Mm -hmm. a painting for, like a gift but I make a painting or a collage or something, and she likes it.
5: (laughs) I think she underestimates herself because the paintings are absolutely amazing. A lot of people have told me it's not just me liking them, it's like they're really amazing. Even like our friend Daniela has asked her for paintings because it's just, she has she has a skill and she just have to explode a little more.
1: Oh, I also play in another band. <laughs> <laughs> like
6: three other bands. <laughs> she forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot about that, yeah. I also play in another <laughs>
1: Can you tell us a little bit about that?
6: Yeah. Well we're we're like taking a nap right now. We're not really playing. It's a Selena cover band. We kinda make it punk because I I can't play cumbia, you know, on drums. I play punk. Um it's called Amor Prohibido, and we—that's
1: we oh, <laughs> <I'm> Sorry,
6: <laughs> <laughs> we started like around the same time as Ratas, 2015, a year after Ratas. We played a lot of shows because, like you know, like Selena-related shows, like for Selena's birthday or Yeah, Selena's birthday, we played like every year. And another band, Diaz Azules, with uh, two friends. Uh, from New York to other Peruvian musicians in New York. That's also punk. Um yeah. So I guess I it like their outlet is like dance, pizza, <laughs> comics, yeah, and I just like do more drumming. Yeah.
2: That's awesome. You guys all go hand in hand. That's that's beautiful. I know you attended, I have to ask, the women's march in Washington. How was that?
6: Oh I, I did yeah, I did
2: <laughs> <laughs>
6: oh it it was a sea of people. We oh, it was a really nice experience uh, that I got to go I, it It happened you know all over the country like i I saw um images of like different cities and but definitely the one in d c was definitely the one in DC was the more massive one yeah like it took me hours to meet up with with like my other friends that I was with. It was very I don't know i not that fan of the pussy hats, the pink hats, but just the fact that all those people were there together for that same cause and against that same person it it meant a lot
2: for sure yeah. would you guys say you guys have like a sisterhood going on in the band?
6: Yeah,
5: I believe so. And I think that if you want to be successful at any band, the base of a band is friendship. And I'm talking about real friendship, not that friendship when you go party and you're drinking. No, I'm talking about a real friendship where, like, you guys just want to be around each other and there's problems. You got to got each other's back and you guys genuinely enjoy each other's company and life and you'll get excited when somebody is doing something or somebody has a little success. You, you it's Your success is your own happiness. And to me... They're like my sisters, and she's my real sister
0: too.
4: (laughs) We also have an extended family of rats, like people who uh, have played with us or we have really, really close to us whenever we travel, whenever we go somewhere. We always invite them, but not all the time they can come, but every time it's just a constant party, every time we all get together. Um, That's something we try to always gather. That's the reason why we even... Play music. It's just an ex- excuse to get together and do something artistic.
6: And also, I think I would say it's more like a relationship, like a re- romantic relationship. Like you know, we fight. We like we we don't break up, but like we fight, and then like we we make up. And we're like okay. All right, let's try it again. Let's let's keep going cuz like it's like we love it so much that like okay, I let we can, you know, get through this. We can we can do it. We can okay, let's keep going. It's it's like a relationship, too. And like our friends, uh Daniela and Kate are here with us. Uh they came on they came with yeah. us from Philly and from New York. Kate, uh, our first—well, our second <laughs> bass player.
0: Well, because ja- Janina, Danina, Well, okay. Our first, first
6: official first. bass player. We had so many. Um, Kate is here, and Daniela, our official merch lady. <laughs> still learning the bass. She's oh, and she sings in Inspector Seven. Yeah. Inspector <laughs> Seven. She's the singer for Inspector
3: Seven, a ska band from uh, New Jersey.
6: Are we sisters, Natalie?
3: <laughs> <laughs> For <light. laughs> No, yeah, they inspire me like to do anything. And, yeah, getting together, usually once a week, we can... It's like a therapy almost to be able to be together. And then after practice, we end up sometimes going out after. And, <laughs> yeah, and... I'm so glad to be a part of it because <laughs> it's changed so my life for sure. <laughs> and I don't really fight with them, so I let them fight. <laughs> <laughs> I let really us fight. <laughs> you just eat the I'm popcorn. I'm the Libra. <laughs> oh, <nice>. uh,
2: <laughs> what are your signs?
6: Pisces. Pisces.
2: Sagittarius. Mm. So you two, Pisces, do you guys like beef a lot? Because you guys are the same sign. No.
5: We're actually the ones that are more... Uh, Same.
4: I'm the most conflicted one. I just th- say whatever no. I think, so I'm the most conflicted. One. I accept it. Yeah, don't yeah. deny
2: we take it. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: Definitely. Cool. So, have you guys heard about Villa Palusa before?
6: Yeah, I actually have. Um, I don't remember how. Uh, I guess my friend Renzo from Diaz Azules and Artronica. He knew about it, he had heard about it, and he, um, I think you can apply to play, like you can submit something and like, if you get picked, you get to play. So I guess we tried a couple years ago with Diaz Azules, but we, we didn't get it. And he he told me also like, oh, Rata should, should try and like apply. And I guess I did last year, and this year I forgot about it. Yeah, we got invited. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> what are the energies like right now? Like thinking about playing at Villa Palooza?
6: Anxious. Stomach <laughs> dropped. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're ready. We're really excited. Yeah. We have a new song Ooh. that we're going to premiere tonight. Wow. Yes. And uh, finally. And no, but we're really excited. Right?
2: Yeah. That's awesome.
3: Nervous. <laughs> Nervous. Are you guys going
2: to have merch? Avila.
5: Yes. Unfortunately, this time normally we have bags, underwear, shorts. What else do we have? Um, all type of pins patches. and uh? patches. And patches and stuff. This time because we have such l- short little notice, and I was sup- We're all super busy doing <laughs> our things. Uh, we only have shirts today, and the records.
4: And
5: the records. And the records. Yeah. We didn't even bring that mo- that many shirts, so but still we have some. And we actually have our new shirt, four-color shirt that our model in the back is wearing. Yeah. They can the see. It. Yeah, it's, that <laughs> is the name of our new song. Um, well, it's called Enciéndelo, <laughs> which means Enciéndelo, <laughs>
3: <laughs> which means turn it
5: on. But uh, it means turn on the fire,
3: turn off the fear, you know? So that's... But yeah, Yari that's doesn't fun. only design the shirt. She is the screen printer of all the shirts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. yeah.
2: Handmade. Oh. That's awesome. <laughs> what about the patches? How do you guys go about the patches?
5: Same thing, we just get, uh, cut little squares and we print something. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: so awesome. You guys are so... So DIY punk. That's totally awesome. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see you all play and listen to your new song um, mm-hmm. since we haven't heard it and no one has heard it yet. Yeah. But yeah, you also did the cover for the vinyl?
5: Yeah, that yeah. was actually my very first That's why it looks like. Um, <laughs> crap it was my first <laughs> was nice. illustration um ever so it's not very neat it's not very nice okay. guys but believe me i oh. struggle so much with it because i never use a program i never digitally it was digital for the first time so actually that inspired me to do the comics so it's mm-hmm. very connected everything because mm-hmm. i was like oh my god what if i can do like all these cartoons now like this
4: so yes that it looks was super it. fun <laughs> and the rat is pink because when rats are born they have no hair yeah like, hairless that's <laughs> oh that's a good <laughs> so point it's not right? related to anything just because they're hairless <laughs> yeah they're right.
1: hairless I really like the, the symbolism the metaphors Yeah, like yeah. innocencias, the tears yeah I love it <laughs> Conscience. 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 you're feeding the,
2: mm-hmm. the baby rat some conscious. that's system. awesome system, <laughs> <laughs> system. <laughs> yeah you everyone listening you you need to see this cover it's pretty fun that's awesome. Yeah,
6: we'll have the vinyls at the fest today. We'll have the vinyls today.
2: But um, yeah. So we're you know really happy to be here with you all, Ratasincelo. Thank you so much for being here at lumping Thank you so thank much.
5: You. We really appreciate thank you inviting us. It means a lot to us. Yes. Thank you.
2: It was a great conversation, you know, about how you guys started your progression. And also talking about the do-it-yourself scenes in New York and wherever you guys have also been at. Can you tell me your social media?
5: Yeah, we have Instagram. We guess we're more active on Instagram. It's uh, Ratas en with a Z, Zelo, and then we have Facebook. Same thing, Ratas en Zelo with a Z. Bandcamp. Bandcamp, same thing. <laughs> right SoundCloud. NZL, SoundCloud. U- you YouTube, oh, we have a YouTube channel with a new video that you should check out. <laughs> 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 it's very, it says a little, you get, to know, you get to know us a little more.
2: Awesome. Yep. And thank you so much for being super open and brave to talk about really strong topics, not only in your music, but in our conversation for today. Yeah, it was a really fun time. Can't wait yay, to see you guys yay, thank live. You. At thank you. You, thank guys. you. Thank you very so much, guys. Awesome. Well... <laughs> I am 9. I am Melissa. And these are ratas en celo. And we are what's up. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah.
0: on social media like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Tumblr at Yolokali, or visit at yolokaliartsreach.org for more.